1: Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael.
2: Well, thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. And I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Well, today's episode is part two of a three-part mini-series that we're calling The Inward Spiritual Disciplines. So today's show in particular is called The Inward Disciplines of Prayer— and fasting. So we're going to talk about two inward disciplines today, both prayer and fasting. So Richard Foster is an author, wrote a very prominent Christian book called Celebration of Discipline, which serves as sort of the foundation of this mini series. In his book, he talks about the inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines. So you're listening here today to part two of the mini-series on Inward Disciplines. Now, as I think about this, there are four inward disciplines that we're talking about through this mini-series. Last episode, we talked about the discipline of meditation. Today, we're talking about the disciplines of prayer and fasting. In the final episode of this mini-series, we're going to talk about study or the study of Scripture. Scripture. Be reminded that spiritual disciplines on their own will not produce a thriving walk with the Lord. You know, there are plenty of people who have read the Bible, who have attended church, who have given in the offering, yet are still far from Christ. So spiritual disciplines, practicing disciplines alone, will not produce a thriving walk with God but a wholehearted soul pursuit of God will result in the practice of spiritual disciplines. So from that perspective, spiritual disciplines both strengthen your walk with God, but they also develop your spiritual maturity. So spiritual disciplines will strengthen and develop your faith. So reading your Bible... Uh, praying, worshiping, that's not how just to become a spiritual giant. But spiritual giants will always rely on these disciplines of Bible reading, prayer, worship, etc. And they do this in times of of difficulty and trial, in times of need, of carrying a, a burden, or simply, a spiritual giant, if you will, a mature person in the Lord, will rely on these disciplines as they invest in their walk with the Lord. So today we're talking about the inward disciplines of prayer and fasting, hoping that this content helps you in your everyday life. See, the spiritual disciplines that we practice in life, they do two things for us. They, they one, express our pursuit of God. So when we practice spiritual disciplines, that's an expression of our pursuit of God. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. That's why we meditate on the Scriptures and study the Scriptures to express our pursuit of God. But also, in addition to expressing our pursuit of God, spiritual disciplines expands our pursuit of God. So it's not just an expression— it's an expansion. It broadens or intensifies or strengthens our pursuit of God. See, the truth is, personally, I want to grow in my walk with God. I want to develop spiritually. And I assume as you listen to this show today, that's something that you want. That is your heart, to grow in the Lord and to develop spiritually. So today we're talking about inward spiritual disciplines, and the ones we're focusing on are the disciplines of prayer and fasting. So this is a mini-series about the inward disciplines. So let's dig in right here as we start to talk about the idea of the discipline of prayer. So again, the author of uh, the book that we're looking at, Celebration of Discipline, by is Richard Foster. And Foster contends that prayer is the most Central spiritual discipline there is. So the central spiritual discipline is prayer. And, and he believes this because it produces like a a perpetual communion with God. So this conversation of prayer produces a a communion with God, a relationship with the Father. So prayers, I think about what prayer is. Prayer is is an ongoing conversation or dialogue with God. So in conversation, there are two primary actions that happen. There is talking and there is listening. And this is what prayer is. It includes both talking and listening. You know, when we read the scripture, there's a particular scripture that pops out. It says to pray without ceasing. There's a high relational component to being with God that's expressed through the discipline of prayer. So this ongoing dialogue, this ongoing conversation is with God, and that's what prayer is. <clears throat> when I was a kid, we had uh, a phone in our house. We had a couple phones, but we had this particular phone in the kitchen, and you could take this phone off the wall in the kitchen and hold the receiver in your hand, and it had this cord that was about 12 foot long, but you could sort of turn the corner out of the kitchen and go into the living room and even down the hallway a little bit and you could stretch that cord cord out. And then we thought it was amazing because it's different than it is today. So when you're on the phone, you tie up the phone line and no one else can receive a call. So we thought it was amazing when when we suddenly had call waiting. So in other words, you could tell someone was calling and they're trying to reach your parent, then you can get off the phone. But today... It's so much different with cell phones and texting and chat apps. It's interesting because there's no waiting for a conversation if we want to live by those parameters. So in other words, physical absence. So I'm not talking to you on the phone right now. Physical absence, uh, absence from conversation um, does not remove an emotional attachment. What that means is this, because today we're talking to people constantly on our phones through texting and, and FaceTime and all the different modes uh, of talking with people. There's no reprieve and there's no escape from other people. This is what's impacting our, our young people even nowadays. You know, my wife and I, we try every year to take a little trip without our kids. One time we took a cruise and I accidentally left my phone in the car and did not even have access to it, even to call and say goodbye before we left the port. We were totally disconnected. But what I describe about that connection and reliance on on your phone, although it sounds negative, it paints a picture of how it can be a positive with God. See, we really want through prayer, no reprieve, no escape. We want constant communication with God and that constant communication with God impacts the way we think it impacts our attitudes and our actions and our mental state and our spiritual life so last week when we talked about meditation that introduces the inner life second half of the show we're going to talk about fasting which is an accompanying means accompanying means next week we're going to talk about study which transforms our minds but today the discipline of prayer is what brings us to the deepest Level of spirituality with God. You know, we can pray. Sometimes we pray at the dinner table. God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. Amen. We consider that a prayer. Or we've all recited the Lord's Prayer, maybe at a funeral or maybe in a good prayer discipline. Maybe we pray and we offer our requests to God. All of those are modes of prayer, but prayer is even deeper in those particular ways to pray, because prayer is about honoring God, seeking God, pursuing God. Foster said this in his book, to pray is to change. Prayer is the central avenue that God uses to transform us. You know, the truth is we are all busy, Martin Luther once said, I have so much business, I cannot get on without spending three hours daily in prayer. He's so busy, he had to pray so much. Sometimes our busyness snuffs out the practice of prayer. But this is the central discipline that helps us be in conversation and communion with God to impact our mind and our heart and our actions and our feet so we can be a pleasure to him. You know, a big hurdle that people face is they feel like, I, I really don't know how to pray. I mean, do I, what words do I use? How do I, how do I stand? What do I do? But Jesus, Jesus' disciples even inquired, Lord, teach us to pray. See, one of the most liberating thoughts to understand about prayer is prayer includes a learning process. We're called to pray and we're not expected to know everything about it. So I want to give you what I call a tip of the day. So as we're about to go to break, I want you to hear this tip of the day. I want you to pray to God, whatever is on your heart, go ahead and express what's on your heart to God and pray to him. Attempt to pray his will, but don't be afraid to pray the desires of your heart. As you pray, The tip of the day, I want you to worship God and feel free to pray. Pray for healing, deliverance, guidance, provision. Go ahead and pray about those needs. Then after you've prayed, after you've been honest with God, I want you to follow what Jesus modeled when Jesus prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will. But yours be done. So in prayer, yield everything you do to the Lord. Now, I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to be right back to wrap up the discussion about the inward spiritual discipline of prayer. And then we're going to talk about fasting. So hold tight as you're listening. So thanks for listening today on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Back, and thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. So, today's show is part of a mini series called The Inward Spiritual Disciplines, and we're talking today in particular about the disciplines of prayer end of fasting. So on the front end of the show, we talked a lot about prayer. And I wanted just to wrap that up before we jumped into fasting. You know, I can remember uh, there was a time a little over a year ago that I visited a church in Phoenix, Arizona. And on the property of the church, they have what's called Prayer Mountain. And there's a mountain, a small foothill really, but it's a mountain that you can walk up and pray. And I actually walked all the way to the top of that mountain and I don't know if I'm a little out of, out of uh, exercise or I'm not as fit as I want to be. Uh, I know the altitude, I don't know, whatever it was, but I was out of breath when I got to the top and had to stop a few times on the way. But what was interesting is sitting on the top of that mountain is I had this really a spiritual experience of being with God. and And for whatever reason, there was something about that experience that opened my heart and mind to God. And so sometimes what that teaches me is, is the effort we give to prayer to position ourselves so we can have good hearing from the Lord. And it's not about the height of a mountain, but sometimes it's the effort to eliminate distractions. See, prayer involves yielding and surrendering. Yielding, it's like when you're driving and you see a yield sign and you just uh, defer to the other traffic. It's interesting, sometimes my wife will say, look at your daughter. How cute is your daughter? And I'll say seven. And she'll say, she's only a seven. And I'll say, oh, that was on a scale of one to five. Well, I yielded the other day. This actually happened. She said, how cute is your daughter? And I started to say seven. I go, Se- oh, on a scale of what? <laughs> and she started laughing and she goes on a scale of five. I go, uh, she's about a 12. See, to yield, however, is to wait before you give the answer. Or to defer to someone else, surrender is even more intense. I remember one time as a youth pastor, I went paintballing with our youth group, and there was a girl, probably ninth or tenth grade, and weighed about seems about seventy pounds. I I don't know exactly, but I was uh, my my post was given away, and, and this this girl saw me. I was her youth pastor, and so I'm I'm kind of laying on the ground, and she's standing over me with with a paintball gun pointing it like right at me. And she's like about 18 inches away. And I, I raised my hands and I said, I surrender. And and this, this frail, cute, adorable, 70 pound 10th grader said, I didn't ask you pow, pow, pow. And she just shot me with these paintballs. And, uh, but but I, I asked her if she understood what the word surrender meant. That wasn't going to combat her at any time. You know, we play this game as kids. We played mercy and we twist each other's hands till someone says, mercy, I give up, I concede, which is exactly what happens in a political race. Someone that's not going to win will concede or surrender the race. You know, to pray is to yield or defer to God and then to surrender, to surrender our will to give it up. So God's can take place. Your prayer, it doesn't matter what posture you use, whether you stand or bow or kneel or walk or lay or sit or lift your hands. It doesn't matter. I'm going to give you my definition of prayer as we get ready to talk about fasting. Here's what I say prayer is. Prayer is listening to and talking with God. So you can chew on that as we begin to dig into the second conversation today. And it's the one on the inward spiritual discipline of fasting. Now, fasting, fasting in the Bible is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Now, we've practiced fasting things other than food. And, you know, and here's some thoughts that I have about that. Why fasting anything will work? Because we're removing something that's important or distracting us from God so we can focus on God. This is is the practice of yielding and surrendering, and this is an act of relying on God. And sometimes we fast, things like media and TV and music and movies, maybe social media. For some, uh, you'll, you'll practice fasting chocolate and sweets and coffee. Even this season, you might be giving something up or sacrificing it for Lent. Um, and, and that works. But I also want to talk about why fasting food Works. See, food is a nutritional life sustenance. It's the nutritional uh, thing that sustains your life. So denying our life source so we can rely on God as our source. That's the heart behind fasting food. Our bodies were not created to sustain lifelong abstinence from food. This is true, but yet we are all created for full uh, followership of God and uh, sacrificing our own ways and denying ourselves to focus on God. And this, when we focus, are we fast food, it actually heightens the concept of health value. It heightens the idea of spiritual value. And what we do is we deny ourselves even the very thing that sustains life, so we can focus on God. Now, there are different types of fasting. The two key types are what I would call a partial fast or an absolute fast. So a partial fast would be restricting your diet in some way. And we're going to focus the rest of this show on fasting food here. Um, Another partial fast would be, be something like what's mentioned in Daniel. We call it a Daniel fast, where Daniel practiced a partial fast, eating no delicacies or meat or wine. This is in Daniel chapter 10. So that's a partial fast. So when I think about an absolute fast, that means abstaining from food, abstaining from water, nothing in. It's just an absolute fast. I also consider what I call a water fast, an absolute fast, where maybe you'll drink water, but completely fast from all food. See, what's interesting is fasting is typically a private matter between God and a person. However, there are times where where we fast as a corporate body or as a congregation or even a nation can call a fast. And there's different ways to practice a fast. It's not one right way or a wrong way. For some, people have fasted for 40 days or for a month, or maybe you fast for a week or a day or just a meal, or maybe you fast lunch for the entire week. You know, you can come up with many different ways to practice fasting. My very first job as a pastor was in the New England area, and Tuesday was prayer and fasting day. So every Tuesday, From noon until 1 p.m., the staff and then others from the church would join. We would go to a prayer room and we would pray. And during that time, we would completely fast our lunch. Most of the time, I would fast until dinner that night. So we would abstain from eating. We would drink water, um, but we would fast that meal so we can focus on God, deny ourselves, seek his will, pray for his movement, pray for our church, and just know God and be with Him. And what's so powerful about that experience is fasting is not just about abstaining from food, but it's about coupling it with the discipline we've already talked about today, prayer. It's prayer and fasting. So it's prayer and fasting. Some people pray for particular things, like they'll pray for a revival in their church, in their life, in the nation. Or they'll fast and pray for healing of themselves or someone else. Or they'll fast that God would provide or whatever the need would be. People fast for certain things. But what I know is true, and Foster sort of supports this, that fasting must forever center on God. It's not just what we need, but it's centering on God. Foster actually says this, Fasting reminds us, that we are sustained by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It comes from him. So I'll say this. Fasting and prayer is not a way uh, to execute a hunger strike to get what we want from God. See, prayer is self-denial so we can realize God's will. Back to the words of Jesus. Not my will, Father, but yours be done. So fasting... Bottom line is about finding your sustenance in God. You know, are you interested in developing the disciplines of prayer and fasting? Or are you curious to know if you're ready for coaching in any sort of topic? Maybe it's spiritual, personal, business, or any area of your life. You today can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. You could take that And we will respond to you. We want to hear from you. I also thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach and ask that you follow this podcast, the radio show, and uh, join our email list. You can do that at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. But I want to thank you today for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors. From Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com and Professional Coach University, maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit ProfessionalCoachUniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. I want you to know that I am for you. And not only that, but God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.